Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Good morning. Welcome into another game day, Saturday edition of Pennant Deep. Kentucky goes down to Starkville to take on Mississippi State Bulldogs. Myself, Max, and Miles decide to give you our opinions, and we thank you for tuning in on this wonderful college football Saturday. But that's enough of me yapping. You're about to hear us yap for 40 more minutes. Let's get into it. So others, mm, so every time, so others may, every time, get some. Live from KS Bar and Grill, introducing Pennant Deep with Max Duffy and Miles Butler, presented by Kentucky Sports Radio. Welcome into another Saturday special edition of Pennant Deep. I am Brent Wainscott atop of KS Bar and Grill, right beside me, Max Duffy, and over Zoom in Nashville, Tennessee. Miles Butler, how are you guys doing today? Good morning, everyone. Uh, ha- hope you're having a great Saturday morning. Sat down to a nice cup of joe, mm-hmm. maybe cu- chucked a couple eggs on the fryer. Yep. Uh, maybe got the hash browns out, or even just gone through the drive-through of McDonald's and saved yourself the time. It'd be uh, interesting to interesting to see what you're doing, Miles. What are you doing in Nashville for a Saturday morning? Oh, uh, I usually wake up about noon after the night on Broadway, yeah. find my way into some food, and then restart the day with some college football. What's your hangover question, meal, Max, Miles? How do you like your eggs cooked? Uh, I don't do eggs. I'm not a big fan of eggs. Uh, so. uh, Miles, what's your hangover meal? You like? What's your hangover what? meal? Um, Pizza and wings. Yeah. 
Nah, I go Mexican. I really like tacos. Yeah, he does. Actually. I can't say I've done Mexican. And on, then you on can a go margarita and restart it to get rid of the hangover. The Butler family goes like two ways. It's like Mexican, which is ninety percent of the time, and then they have their little Asian meal every now and then for about ten percent. Well, we we appreciate other cultures. I guess that's your way of saying that. No, it's just you only think there's two other cultures besides the American one. I I crave tacos like on a daily basis, so I, I don't I don't know if I could do Mexican for a hangover though. I feel like the spices wouldn't be good on that sort of stomach though. I was thinking like Cookout or Canes or. Oh, I tell you a really good place that there's a good restaurant, Miles. Tin Roof. Tin Roof. What are your thoughts on Tin Roof, Miles? What a lob. Um, I usually go there not for the food and more for their beverage options, but the food's not too bad. Would you be interested in going there for, say, maybe perhaps a Pin It Deep podcast live? That would be only if we're invited. I only like to go places I'm invited. Well. We have an announcement you to make. Ah, lucky Miles, because what an announcement we have. It'll be announced again on Monday's show. But for yep. those of you that are listening, which means that all of you that are listening, because there wouldn't be listening if yeah, you're not for listening, sure. For sure. Uh, we will be going live from Tin Roof on Sunday, the 7th of November, after the Tennessee. Oh, I can't hear anymore. After. Sorry. Sorry, we're just having a few technical difficulties. There we go. On Sunday, the 7th of November, we will be going live from Tin Roof uh, at 2 p.m., 2 p.m. till 3.30, around about to be the usual show. We'll be joined by Chris Rodriguez and Cavastier Smoke, so please make your way down to Tin Roof. There'll be plenty of interaction, plenty of beverages, plenty of fun. You can ask the boys a question if you'd really like. Um, it'd be great to see Chris and Smoke down there. I'm sure they'll be signing some autographs or something like that. Um, and yeah, it will be a great time. What do you think, Brent? Unfortunately, you're missing out. Do you, are you jealous? Yeah, I, I am jealous for the first one. I really wanted to be there for the first one. But the only way you could get me not to go was if Aaron Rodgers was playing Patrick Mahomes. Yep. And unfortunately, but also fortunately, that is the case. So I will be traveling to Kansas City that day. I'll miss the first one. But if things go well, I believe we're going to do it uh, the next week after that. Yes, this could become a semi-regular thing, so um, stick out for that. But uh, really looking forward to it. Miles, what do you think? Me and you just going at it alone. One, I'm excited to see how that goes just back and forth. Two, I know you mentioned the time that we're going to go. As I'm looking at the calendar, that is the end of daylight savings time. Oof. I don't even know exactly if it goes frontwards, backwards, which direction, up, down. Not sure. But make sure everyone sets their clocks appropriately that day. I'll do the best to do the same with mine. But, yeah, we look forward to seeing you hopefully on the Sunday after Tennessee. Please come down, check out the Pin It Deep podcast yep. live from Tin Roof. So give us a bit of support. Come down. Get some great food and great drinks, and uh, I'm super excited. I'm actually a little bit nervous about how it's going to go, but Chris and Cavassier Smoke is finally going to come down, which is great to get Cavassier on. Can I just say that I'm nervous for you guys about how the sound's going to go? I mean, we're going to – myself and the people from Tinroof are going to try to set it up, but, like, I'm also really nervous that when you all get there, it's just going to be – We have had some technical difficulties <laughs> yeah. as this podcast has gone on, yep. so – um, could be I'm interesting. I'm about my sound every single week, so it's not really going to change much for me. Me and Miles, if it, we have any issues, might just pull the headphones off and just start screaming through That'll the work. bar. But then just, how, how are we going to record it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe via cup and yeah, uh, string. That'll work. Maybe something like that. That would be good. But, yeah, please come down on the Sunday. Um, it's going to be, a, like we said, a semi-regular thing from now on. Uh, we'll always announce it if we're going to be at Tin Roof. But come down, help us out. Um, hope- shout out to Tin Roof. We're incredibly excited that they reached yeah. out. Like, we are. We are. Um, I am pumped. We hope we don't detract. It's going to be big. Hope we don't detract any customers from them too quickly. But it should be good so, fun. Like, I will make up for it because we're there, things- though. 
One of the most fun things that I think we've done has been the the tailgate scene. Yep. Before I think it was before Florida. Yep. Um, just getting some interaction with people other than you two. It's nice to see some other better-looking faces than the two of you. So it'll be nice to interact with some people again and get some banter back and forth, hopefully. Uh, absolutely. So make sure you join us. But hopefully it will be on the back of two wins, Brent. Yeah, I, th- I think it will, and that's why that's why we're here. It's what we're going to get into. Kentucky uh, today is traveling down to Mississippi State to take on the Bulldogs. The line has moved all over the place, but now it By is- the way, I might get drunk as shit at Tin Roof, so be ready for that, but continue on. Yeah, don't blame you, and I, I hope to do the same whenever I get there someday. What about you, Miles? I'm not babysitting anyone. I just I'll made my mind there. up. I just made my mind up, but continue on. Anyways, the <laughs> line is now to a pick em. I, I figured it would move in Kentucky's favor. It did on Sunday, but now it's appeared to move back down. I, I know I've been kind of skeptical about this game all year, but I'm kind of confused about the pick em line. Guys, you all have played against Mississippi State. You guys have played at Mississippi State. Miles, what do you all think about this year's team and just Starkville in general? Uh, I think Starkville in general, it's a terrible town from the little time that I was spent in it, but it's just sneaky enough where if you went to Mississippi State, you would think it's fun. But sort, it is sort of like EKU. I would want to live outside of that. Um, it's very like culty, almost kind of like Texas A&M. The whole cowbell thing's very weird. I was actually doing some research today on my uh, half day off on how the whole cowbell stuff got going. Uh, back in the 1930s, a cow ran onto the field in the middle of the game against Ole Miss, and they beat Ole Miss, and they've been ringing them ever since. You think they were just playing that game in the middle of a cow field or something? Like, how does that even eventuate? Like, you think about, obviously, they didn't have the stadiums we have now. You think about how that could even happen in the first place, just a random cow walking through the field. Well, do you guys remember that episode? Maybe, like back then, instead of the gators, they had cows to transport injured players on and off the field. Maybe that, or they just had live milk. Do you guys remember that episode of Last Chance You? Did you guys ever watch that where the cow ran on the field? <laughs> oh yeah, during the practice <laughs> yeah, or whatever, yeah, or the yeah. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. true. So maybe that was possible. Maybe it's. I mean, it is Mississippi. Starkville, Mississippi, there's nothing there. I assume the only thing they have there is cows. I could imagine as well if they charged the cows a good, like, attendance fee, maybe they were really lacking supporters and they just needed a few extra ones. So they'd said, all cows can come down this week. And one just got a bit too drunk, Mm -hmm. probably had a little bit too much of an Irish coffee with his his milk, Mm -hmm. and uh, decided to run on the field. Well, that Mississippi State team in 1930s, you know, a lot of people talk about how bad that team was. Yeah, I remember that team. Yeah, they were rough. a bad team. It yeah, I think I remember. I think they. I think they went two and 35 that year, if I bad. believe. Um, and they they threw for all of about one yard. Yeah, and I, I expect the same this week. I really do. It's interesting because the the whole yardage situation is the exact opposite issue. They've thrown for quite a bit more than they run. Um, the whole the, the one of my things that I don't like hearing this week is how rough we go when we play down there, as if the last performances have anything to do with this one. This year's team's completely different. Last year's team's completely different from their side as well. Um, it's two new teams just happen to play at the same stadium. Independent events, I agree. Um, I yep. do think, though, there's a little bit of, like, trepidation, for using a good word, of what when, is, you go into, uh, when you go into a hostile environment which is all away games in the SEC, and you haven't won there for a while, I still think there's that little bit of unknown. Whereas I think even if you weren't... Let's say Vandy, for example. I know they're bad to begin with. But if you go down to Vandy as a team, whether you've played there or not, you expect to win. Mm -hmm. 
I think when we go to Mississippi State as a player, you're like, wow, we haven't really won here. Like, I wonder if this is going to be as hard as what they say it is. Or, you know, there's that little bit of unknown and not that confidence. Are you talking about like that's, that. that's the mindset when you all – when people have that sort of talk about like, oh, can they win in Starkville? Can they do that? Does that really enter your all's mind? It's like, oh, like – I think it did. I, I don't know if that transfers to this year's team because this year's team seems to have that weird conf- – when I say weird, that really good confidence about them that they can kind of win in any scenario, any place, any time, anywhere type thing. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I genuinely think it's kind of funny almost how close they've made us, and it makes me more worried because I was super confident going into this week. I thought we'd be a three-score type win team, and they've kind of almost talked me – Vegas has almost talked me into the fact that this might be a really close game, and and that's got me a bit worried because I would say if you match up the two teams on paper, we win pretty comfortably. Miles? If I was an unbiased fan looking at the lines for the week, this one smells like a rat for sure. Um, but I think, like we're saying, just the fact that we haven't won there in so long, I think, is playing into it. I think, though, with the whole mindset of we haven't won there, it's a mental thing. I think the way we just dominated their team last year is really going to help us mentally this year, knowing that last year we were whatever it was. I think it was 26-2, to 24-2. to two. We were three or four scores better than them. Yep. So knowing that confidence heading in there should be super helpful. I think as well our, our defensive coordinators and obviously Coach Stoops himself that helps out with the defense would get great confidence knowing that we got six picks last year um, and we kind of you know somewhat have the little like um, edge over them in terms of our scheme versus their scheme. I think their scheme of throwing it a lot kind of suits us. Even though they do the little dink and dunk, which is not always our strength, I think when we know exactly what an offense is going to do, I think that's when we, we stranglehold. When, we, when they're even with the run in the past, particularly if they're really good in the run, um, that's when the Coach Stoops and Coach White team will struggle because our whole thing is stop the run, make them pass, then we get into predictable pass, we're able to cover that. Um, and that's why teams like Georgia, for example, that have been able to run the ball all over us have been really hard for us to stop. Every team we can get into predictable pass, we've always been good against. And I think that – I know they – technically generate their run out of small passes I still think it just suits us and it showed last year I was gonna say I think Mississippi State pretty much from the first snap is predictable pass which I think helps Kentucky but the thing that I kind of focus on is you know the offense I mean this is Will Levis's first trip down to a place like Starkville I know he's played in the Big Ten he's played at Georgia he's played in the Sandstorm but apparently according to you guys those cowbells are just different I'm curious as to what the typical quarterback playing in Starkville for the first time record is and I wonder how Will specifically will react well, to a place like that. I'm worried I want him to keep his helmet on at all times because after Mike Leach's recent comments I feel like the whole crowd's going to turn up with candy corns and just pitch them into the field mm. um, just showing them how much trash they are kind of in remembrance and as just a little sol- uh, salute to the Tennessee fans and be like we're yeah. with you too we're going to throw stuff on the field as well so here's a bunch of candy corns to the brain Miles what do you think? Candy corn would probably feel a little bit better than golf balls, if I had to guess. Yep. But, yeah, I could see Will picking it up and honestly eating it on the field, middle of the game. Yep, not even peeling it either. No peel. I know there's no wrapper on a candy corn, but no peel, just go. Uh, No, I'm with you, though. Maybe a bit of mayonnaise. What? Maybe a bit of mayonnaise mayonnaise? on top, yeah. What do you guys think about? uh, Offense coming off the bye is going to be huge, and obviously getting Ali back, Josh Ali, it's going to be massive for Will. Nothing against other receivers, but it's it's seems like the last few weeks without him, it's been run, 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 Wandell, and to have that second option that the defense has to respect can really open a lot for Coach Cohen. I was about to ask, what do y'all what do y'all think about Candy Corn? 
gross or no? I've, I've like honestly it. never had one. Really? Yeah, I never what? had one. You've been in well, America we'll for weekend. like three we'll do years. It for the Halloween spirit. Yeah, you should try yeah. it. Okay, well, we can go for it. But I, yeah, I've well, never had like one. Do you like candy? Uh, yes. Do you like corn? Do you like uh, corn? Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, then you should like them together. Maybe, but I don't like buffalo chicken dip, and that involves a lot of things that I like together. Oh, by themselves, sorry. Do you like buffaloes? Uh, I love the bills and the bulls. Okay. Yeah. Do you like chicken? Uh, yes. I like cock. Do you like yep. the dip in the pool? Uh, I like dip in the pool, yep. Yeah, so you should like those three. Listen, I guess it doesn't hold up. Miles, I see. let me say, he did have a pretty good explanation as to why he doesn't like buffalo chicken dip. I know this has been a thing on this show for a, a while now, but after after I heard him explain it on the post-game show um, against Georgia, it all made sense to me why he doesn't like it. Um, I will still eat it gladly, but, you know, I, I can see why you don't like it now. But sticking, going back to the game. Wait, wait, wait. Are, we, is there, are you going to explain the reason? Oh, so you don't listen to the show? <laughs> the look on his face. Uh, so, Max, do you want to explain to him what you told uh, our boss, Matt Jones, what buffalo chicken dip is kind of resembles? I just said it's it's a lot of my favorite things. Cheese, uh, chicken tenders, buffalo sauce, uh, whatever else is in there. And it's basically a combination of those things. But when you chew it all up and spit it out into a pan and serve it as a dip, then it becomes a little bit less appetizing. I think you just need to shift your mindset. That's actually on. how I make mine exactly. Yes, I know. I've I seen you make it. I chew up and spit it out. It yeah. actually tastes much better that way. Yeah. Um, I, I think the key segment that we haven't touched on yet is It's like feeding a baby bird. Ugh. Huh? It's like feeding a baby bird. <laughs> Let's get to the kicking game because I think it's going to be important this week. We've been saying all year that one of these games is going to come down to a kick. I think this could be the week in Starkville. Um, fun fact, their punt team is second to last in the country in yards per punt net. Yep, they're miserable. Absolutely disgraceful. Like one of the worst. I remember about two years ago when we were graced with the presence of your brother Lance Butler on the team and we were playing UT Martin. And shout out to UT Martin's punter if, he was, if he's listening to the podcast. I'm sure he is. But I'm about to absolutely ravage you. So he was so bad that we decided that Lance would be the punter on punt, like, what's the word, uh, scout team that week. <laughs> and Lance thought it was great. And he said, do you want me to, like, try less so I could, um, you know, give you a proper look? No, no, Lance, you just punt it exactly how you punt it. Trust me, you'll, you'll give us a good look. And Lance just thought he was a little bit better than the guy started for UT Martin. Um, but it was great, though. And Lance actually did a great job, but it was actually – great because Lance was loving it that week and I actually loved him being able to finally be involved which was awesome actually gave us a great look but um this is very similar to that week I've watched this guy punt we obviously I go in there on Mondays we scout the special teams and uh he drops it from about head height and uh doesn't kick it much further than the line of scrimmage so I think it could be a big week for us for field position well what about you know Kentucky typically hasn't had a lot of punt yardage like return yardage issue they usually just fair catch it or their their return usually gets stopped it's like short. Mississippi it State, one it's like Mississippi big. State went scouting for a punter in the and where I don't know if I can leave that one in. I just think that that's what happened because the guy can barely swing his leg <laughs> all right Miles the actual like all jokes aside the key this week is going to be um fielding all the punts 
Because if they're going to yeah. punt it, yes, thirty yes. yards, you've got to catch it. No, the thing about a bad punter is it's actually sneaky good sometimes because you get a lot of fumbles and like a lot of unpredictable stuff happening. And if say Wandale, I'm guessing he's going to return. Maybe with Josh back, he might do mm-hmm. it. But with Wandale, he's going to have to run up and get a lot of them. It's really hard to field those ones that are bouncing in all different directions. And sometimes you get that lucky bounce, and all of a sudden a terrible 20-yard punt turns yep. into a 60-yard net. So it's going to be key that we get up there and grab it. I'm going to guess uh, with a sneaky suspicion that we're going to stand pretty close and just try and field them without maybe getting the returns. But the field position we get from that is going to be huge. And then on the contrary, uh, Colin Goodfellow is going to be huge for us in terms of being able to create that field position for us if he ever gets out there, which we hope he doesn't. Can we talk about the over-under, too? It was set at 47, and you all talked a lot about field position battles and this, that, and the third. I'm under the impression that this game's going to go way over 47. I know Kentucky's defense is good. Last year's game, the total was 26. But for this game to be a pick and the over-under set at 47, that feels weird to me because I feel like if Mississippi State's going to have a chance, they're going to have to score. I'm telling you we're about to roll them so. by – I'm telling you we're about to roll them by three touchdowns. Like, it could be – it might be 10 to 31. So what's that make it? 41? So that's the under. There you go. I don't know about well, three touchdowns. I agree. But I mean, I agree with you, Brent. Mississippi State will likely to win the game. They're probably going to have to score at some point um, just to get above zero. But I think if you looked at the game last year, they did move the ball up and down the field. They just turned it over. Yeah, I Miles. They, I agree they that doubled us up in yards. I agree that they will have to score at some point to win the game. That's normally a big key thing. Um, as we've Correct. learned, as we've learned during the week, there's a lot of things that get said um, that probably just state the obvious. I would like to please do one. Can we please just? Can I get into my gripes of the week before we end the Mississippi State? This is my favorite part. Go ahead. Yep. Miles, Gripe per- of the week. Permission. Your audience. Permission. Permission. So granted. Here's my gripe of the week for all the coaches and players out there that decide that they want to do media interviews, which they're obviously obliged to do each week. Mm-hmm. But they – so they'll get interviewed, and Coach Stoops is a big one for this, and me and him might need to sit down and have a chat about this. Oh, no. Well, you're in the media now, so you so have a different point of view. He'll get asked, like, you know, it's Florida week. Um, mm-hmm. It's Georgia week. Uh, what, you know, what do you have to do in a big week like this to prepare? Luke Fortner got asked this week, Mississippi State, big game. You know, this is huge for the program. What do you have to do different? Stoops always says, you know, I encourage players to watch 20 minutes of extra film or whatever they can fit in. Luke said, yeah, you know, it's great because big game like this, you know, you you do whatever you can to get better. You you might sit down, watch some extra film, you know, really get a good insight on them. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just watch the extra film every week and just get better every week? That's a good point. Why don't you just watch the same amount of film as much as you can possibly watch every week and prepare as good as you can every week instead of just the big weeks? Well, maybe it's just a cop-out answer. It is a cop-out answer, and it sounds good to begin with. When you were listening to that, were you like, where's the gripe here? And then as soon as I point out the gripe, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No, it makes complete sense. I think it's a definite. But when they say it, it sounds great, doesn't it? But it's the stupidest answer to a question I've ever heard because why do you just prepare one week and then on the other weeks it's like, you know what? For, you know, if I was to ask you the question – oh, you've got Vandy this week and they're obviously not very good. Like, how did you have to prepare different? And you answered with, well, oh, we just, don't have to watch as much film. Yeah, we don't have to prepare as hard. We don't have to practice. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. I would actually appreciate it if people did do that. Uh, rip six? Yes, I agree. On the sideline. Yeah, just, you know, uh, there's that famous picture of the uh, the Chiefs player in the locker room at the halftime of the Super yep. Bowl, ripping Sig beer on the ground. Um, yep. 
the 96 Bulls, they were just smoking a cigs yep. and uh, drinking, drinking Miller Lite yep. after the game. Yep. I think we should get back to that. Some of our greatest teams ever have done that. I, you know, Alabama, they always smoke cigars after they beat Tennessee. I think uh-huh. we need to get Stoops to start uh, putting cigarettes in the locker room. Okay. Uh, we, we can vouch for that. Yep. 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 No yep. doubt. Miles? Uh, film study was never a part of my game plan, so I yeah. can't really speak <laughs> Thank you. on the week. So you week basically there, prepared the same by just doing none? By doing none. Perfect. Yeah, I just stuck to the same game plan every week. Um, I've also got a gripe, though, Ooh. and it's it's this time of year, and it frustrates Ooh. me every year. Ooh. It's the every school that has somewhat of a chance, fans start arguing about who should be in the playoff. Mm. And they always phrase it as, if these eight teams or if these ten teams yep. all go 12-0, and 0, yep. then who are they going to pick? Yep. As if Ignoring the fact that they play out. each other. Yep. They play each other. It's Armageddon every year. And at the end of the year, there's no one that has a legitimate gripe to yep. get in that doesn't. And going along with that as well, Miles, is like, it's always like that. And then the coaches banging, backing that up with like, oh, you know, it's getting to that point of the season. We're all a little bit banged up. We're all a little bit banged yep. up. We're a bit banged up yep. at the moment. We're a bit banged up. We'll see how we go. Always banged up, banged up. We're a little bit banged up. So we'll just play the players that aren't banged up then. Just play the freshmen if every you want Every team's banged up. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. So we're – no, 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 no. No, not every team. Just just the team that they asked. They're the only team that's banged up. So they're the, at the disadvantage, the banged up teams. And another point on that, not that it isn't true, because I think we would all agree SEC is clearly the best conference. Yep. Um, uh, with the yeah. injury stuff, yeah. the coaches will say it's a tough schedule. Yeah, SEC you know? schedule, schedule. You know, this is SEC like, and, and they love tough. the like. This is like playing an NFL schedule. Well, yeah. it's not, it's but like, it, yeah, know, but Georgia. If, if Florida loses to Georgia, Florida's like, look at our schedule. Yeah. As if Georgia hasn't played almost the exact same. Yeah. Schedule. For the next five weeks, we have to put up with. It's been an SEC schedule, which is a tough one, as you guys know. We're a little bit banged up at the moment. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Florida, and we're going to get into SEC uh, predictions here in a little bit. Um, I just noticed that. Did you know that after the Georgia game last year, since then they've gone eight and six. Eight yeah. and Ooh, six. Florida. Or Florida. Florida. Yeah, but you, okay. Is Dan Mullen on so the hot seat? That, okay, that's one of those ones where it's like sounds terrible, and then you actually like look at it a little bit, and it's like okay, makes sense. LSU. They've had. Oklahoma. I think they've had Bama three times in that. Are you no. saying? Wait, are you saying Florida's eight and six? Yeah, they have, they've had so Bama they, twice. They, they had, no, three times. What was the third time? They didn't play last year, did they? No, they didn't. Oh, no, no, they didn't because they they're right, okay. They played two times. Yeah, LSU. Yep, us. Us. That's four. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And LSU again. Okay, that's pretty tough team. <laughs> right? But I mean, like, this year's last year's like, LSU team and this year's LSU team both if you look said, That's an if, SEC schedule. If, if, it is an SEC I mean, you can't help them because by the time they got to Bama game, which was the yeah. SEC championship game, they were a bit banged up. True. Bit banged up. Bit banged up. And, and Bama were good. So that was a like bit Oklahoma, up. Kyle Trask was a bit banged up. He, they pulled him for Emory Jones, and they thought Emory Jones was going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Trask was banged up. And yeah. Um, it's, it's all about not being banged up right now. And I think, you know, that's why Gabe Aponso, our tra- trainer, is going to have a big say in the last five games because the least we can stay banged up, the better. Well, I mean, against Georgia, we were banged up. We were banged, banged up. up. Should be and that's why the week off was well. good. Because Stoops would have said, that's why the week off's good, because we're a bit banged ba- up ba- right now. We up. can recover. And it all comes full circle. When teams get banged up too, this is my last gripe, and I'll quit moaning for the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, the coaches do the whole next man up mentality. Yeah. That's only as good as your next man up is. Yeah. 
Well, so like yes. when Bama and Georgia, who have the best rosters, go next man up. Well, yeah, it's another five star that you have ready. Versus most teams don't have that, so it's harder to do next man up. Correct, particularly those with a really short roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say short in height or in depth. Both. Have you got a gripe? Uh, I no, I don't really have a gripe. It's a good Friday. I feel pretty good. I mean, You're I, happy. Well, it's not Good Friday, but it's a Friday. No. Uh, I guess it's only a good Friday. It's not the good Friday. Yeah, not the. Good you know what? Friday. I do have a gripe. I take it back. Um, it's the ability to not know what what to wear with the temperature right now. Like sincerely, and you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I mean, I'm thinking about going to the bar tonight. Okay. But it's cold outside. Okay. But so when you wear get something warm. But when you get into the bar, it gets significantly hot. Correct. It is Which that time of year where it sucks. Is why I've always been a big petitioner for the bar should be the same temperature as outside. Including snow. It's not a bad idea. Including snow. So if it's cold outside, just make it minus 15 degrees in the bar, and then you never have to change. Because how annoying... It's actually, the cold. more cold it gets is the more annoying it is in the bar because you have to wear six layers to the bar, yeah. and then where do you put all your layers? No, I agree with that. Yeah. Maybe... And, or you go to the bar in limited clothing knowing that once you get into the bar, it's warm, and then the girls ask, what's the issue? True. Well, the... But the oh. When you say limited, do you mean none? I mean, no, you definitely... Well, I mean, if the girls are asking what's the issue, maybe you have walked in with none. But it's normally, you know, maybe just a T-shirt, pair That's of jeans. That's I thought you were going with that sweet, the whole time. But, yeah, it's all right. They, it's, it's cold, so... But it's like, I don't know... Like, I walked in here, I feel like I'm appropriately dressed right now for the temperature that's outside. I'm feeling comfortable in here. But if I decide I want to go to, let's say, Tin Roof tonight, I might get some help because they, they do have an outside area. Yep. But I what get if you were going to like, the gate? I, I, I don't know. I just wouldn't know the what gate. to wear. The gate. But they're outside, so I assume I just wear it right now. different weather just like, like outside does in general? Like one night at Tin Roof, it snows inside. Well, make it rain. Yeah, it could be fun. Could make hey, it they rain. make could. it rain at some of them. That could be fun. Yeah. All right, moving on. We've had enough. Let's get to our SEC yep. predictions. I'm ready for them. Weird uh, week in the SEC. Only four games. Um, yep, lots of buys. But we've got three big ones. We'll start with the worst one. We've got three big ones right here doing the podcast. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. No issues here. Um, let's start off with the first game. It's a weird one. Kicks off at 3 o'clock. Grant McKinnis once again makes an appearance. Oh, wow. He goes to Nashville, Miles' hometown. Well, we've got someone reporting live from the game. <laughs> from live from the game. Are you yeah. going, exactly. No, he's going. Yep. Oh, Grant sweet. got me a ticket. I will be sitting with his entire family and girlfriend. Here's, excited to get into the game. Here's to show on. you. I've talked about Lance being somewhat of a stinge when we go to the grocery store before about how he's selective he is with fruit, saving himself 20 cents. Here's something with how much of a stinge Miles is. The tickets are four bucks this weekend, oh and he's still God. got free tickets. Come on. He still went and got free tickets. How much do you think they'll be? True when we or not, Miles? I don't want to sit by myself. Oh, yeah, because it'll be packed, will it? You you just won't be able to pick a free seat, a free spot for the four of you. Could be tough. Oh, yeah. Be. Yeah, I bet. I bet it'll be real crammed in there. What do you think the ticket they've all come to, They've all the come to see Grant. So, I've looked at that. So, okay, so the UConn tickets were $1. This is the next worst. It's 4 Kentucky tickets, because they think we'll sell it out. Minimum ticket, 75 75 Yeah. For Vanderbilt? Yeah. Forget that. What are you showing? How's the say? weather going to be, Miles? Uh, you are. I was trying to not show you the weather. I'm on ESPN. It says tickets as low as three dollars. Yeah, there you go. Three dollars. <laughs> um, you got a prediction for the game, though, Miles? That you're about to go see? Missouri, sixteen and a half point favorites. Kick off at three o'clock. Uh, it might rain tomorrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Actually, a pretty good chance here of that. Yeah. Um, the, I'm going to go Vandy doesn't score much, even though Missouri's not good on defense. Um, and Missouri gets up big early and just coasts. I'm going to go Missouri. Uh, we'll go 45-10. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo that. I think they cover it easy. I think as much as they haven't been good this season, they're much better than Vanderbilt. I know you all are friends with Grant, but Missouri's been miserable this year. I'm going to go on the contrary and say Vanderbilt actually covers. It'll be an ugly game. But I'll take Missouri by 10. Okay, if they if Vandy cover, um, we will ring up Grant during the next podcast and apologize. And if they don't cover and Missouri I blow them out, you have to apologize to Grant officially on the show. Okay, fair. Cool. Fair. Next. Uh, next game, probably the one of the biggest uh, in the country potentially because you never know what's going to come of this game. Georgia, Florida, Huge. 3.30 CBS. Georgia, two touchdown favorites. Uh, what do they call it? The biggest. Is uh, it 14 or 14 and a half? Because that's actually important. It's, it's, according to ESPN, it's right gone down now. to 14. Okay. Biggest cocktail party um, there ever was. Georgia, Florida, in Jacksonville. Worst it, place on earth. How's it going? Is, this is going to sound silly, but if it was 14 and a half, I would take Georgia. But because it's 14, I think Georgia can – I'm sorry, I would take Florida – it's because it's 14, I'll take Georgia because I think they can make a push at worst yep. and then they should cover. Yep. So that half a point could be the difference between getting your money back or losing your money, obviously. So I'm going to take Georgia to cover 14 um, and I would take the under again because I think everyone just thinks Dan Mullen's an offensive genius, which we do think he is, but this defense is once in a lifetime. They don't score. What is the over-under? 51. 51. Under. I think it's Georgia. If you had to get me a game score, I say Georgia 35, Florida 8 because they score on a two-point conversion because Dan Mullen will just go for it. Last, last year was quite the shootout, though. I know we've talked about how it's different a different defense. team, but uh, Miles, what's your prediction? And different offense from Florida as well. Um, oh, I are. What I don't understand is you just said that you think it's going to be right around 14, 14 and a half. Then you had Georgia winning by 27. I just think if I'm, a I'm a little blanket. bit, if I'm a little bit off, I've got the security. That half a point is huge, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's whatever you just said is ridiculous, and I hope everyone understands that. Florida to cover, Florida to win the game outright, and no. the total goes over. AR fifteen has a big day. Heisman for next year makes his case tomorrow. Florida shocks the nation, twenty-eight twenty-four. I don't know about that one. Um, partially yep. rooting because I think we need Georgia to win out for us to still be in playoff conversation. Yep. Uh, so I'm pulling for the dogs. I think Georgia is an unreal team. I think they cover 14 quite easily. I wouldn't be surprised if this thing got ugly. I'm going to go 34-14 dogs. Stetson Bennett makes it ugly just by going out there. Yep, yep. We met his, uh, met his stepdad, yep. did we? Yep. yep. Uh, next game, 7 o'clock. On the Plains, Ole Miss, Auburn, getting ready for 10 roof already, huh? Continue. <laughs> Ole Miss, Auburn, 7 o'clock um, in Auburn. Auburn, three-point favorites. I actually like Ole Miss in this one. Big time, actually. I cannot believe they were three-point dogs. So, I've got a soft spot for Ole Miss because I love Lane Kiffin. I've got a soft spot for Auburn because I train there a lot in the lead-up to the disappointing NFL draft. Um, Wait, were you, were you and Bo Nix good friends? No, Aaron Sippo, so the punter for Philadelphia Eagles, actually played at Auburn. He's the oh, fellow okay. Australian. So I went and stayed with him a lot of the time and uh, trained with him. Um, so it's tough. Uh, I am of the thinking that 
Ole Miss is at that point in the season where they're a little bit banged up. Um, SEC and, schedule. Yeah, SEC schedule's tough. They've had some tough SEC games recently. Um, and they're looking past Auburn to Liberty. And they're just, this is the slip up. Because Liberty, Hugh Freeze, big game. Liberty, Liberty. Look past this one. Bit banged up. I'll take Auburn. Uh, just. Auburn barely? Yeah, barely. Like, they, um, oh, three and a half, so maybe five to seven. Okay, I can see that. Um, on my stat deep dive today, I came across something that shocked me. Look at Miles. It goes show Air part. Force, Army, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is the third top rushing team in the country. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, they so need their run yep. Snoop Connor. Um, but I think they're running into a really good defense this weekend at Auburn. Do you think that they – do you think – sorry, Miles, to cut you off there. Do you think that that rush means that they just rush to get into their offense each time and that's what they counted as? Not so much like they handed the ball off. It was just they're in the hurry up, they're rushing. Um, we're going to count this as a rush offense. I think they would go by yards per game, but I'm not sure. Well, the yards after they rush to get into formation and get the playoff. You think they included any fans rushing the field as yards as well? Ah, uh, we'd be big for that. Yep. We would be huge we'd for that. We'd be huge. Yep. A&M would be huge after Bama. Yep. Um, I'm going to go Ole Miss. Actually, I'm with you. I think they lay an egg here on defense. I think Auburn runs the ball well, controls the clock, and Auburn wins a close one, 35-31. So, they, what's it, minus three? Yep, you're perfect. Yep. Yeah, they barely covered. I think um, – What's, well, what's crazy, too, we talked about Ole Miss being third in the country in rushing. Matt Corral actually leads them in rushing. He does it all. Um, I still think Auburn, I think people ride on their name way too much. I don't. I still don't think they're that great. Um, I'm going to go Ole Miss by two touchdowns. Wow. It's getting crazy down here at KS Bar as Kentucky basketball is about to tip off. It is, it is. Getting hectic. Yes, it is. All right, so let's get to our last game. Our game, Kentucky, 12th ranked, heading down to Starkville, worst place on earth against the 4-3 and three Mississippi State Bulldogs. It was a pick em when we started this. It's now moved to Mississippi State as one-point favorites, which is basically a pick em. Um, Miles, or Max, I'll let you start this one off. It's back to minus one Mississippi State. Wow, okay. Um, look, I genuinely am worried purely because of the line. If the line said we were minus six and a half right now, I'd be really, really confident. I, I think the people in Vegas are obviously smart. Um, I like us because we're not that banged up because we've had the week off to get off the banged up um, road train. And I genuinely just think that we're better. Like, I just think we're a good football team. We somewhat play with one of the best college teams of all time, which is Georgia. Mm -hmm. And I just think our offense is going to be too good for them. So I think we win. I'll, give, I'll go 21-35. And I know you guys hate me putting it that way. I'll go 35-21. There you go. There you go. Thank you very much. I appreciate you saying it correctly. Um, I'm hoping that coaching with him, Coach Cohen picked up some tips from Sean McVay at the Rams. Because I know there's always the stat, and I don't have it on top of my head, but McVay is insanely good off the bye. Insanely good with extra time to prepare. Hopefully, Coach Cohen has the same token. I can and, see that. Uh, I see the offense rolling. UK 38-21. Here's my thing too, Miles. I want to get you quick thoughts before we get to Brent's score. Um, so, they've changed up the whole itinerary of what they're doing. They've moved oh, yeah. um, an hour and a half. They used to be an hour and a half drive to the game, which everyone used to hate. We used to stay outside of Starkville. Now they're staying in Starkville, which is a great move by Coach Toops. Shows that he's actually like in tune with the players and what we like. 
thinks about those kind of things. I'm kind of just going to dismiss that because he's done one of the greatest things of all time and he's got them a movie. He said in the media this week, he's got them a movie on Friday night that has yet to be released. Oh. Yet to be released. Is he the main, is he like the star of the show? Well, this is what I want to know. If he puts on an hour and a half long movie that he's the main actor in and he's (laughs) just doing it. And he just like, what do you guys think? You think it's pretty good? What would the name of good? the movie be? It's pretty good, huh? True or not true? <laughs> huh? Huh? What, do you, what do you think, Miles? What's he going to play for him? Because I hope he's not playing see other recommended videos. <laughs> oh, God. I th- <laughs> yeah, hopefully he doesn't connect his own laptop. Yeah. I'd say oh, he's going to no. go. Oh, it'll be some sort of action, like either another boxing movie or like maybe a Marvel movie. I know what it is, by the way. Scoop, drop it. Tell us. It's the Serena Williams movie. So, uh, for those guys that are listening and that have already watched the movie Will last Smith? night, yeah, yeah it, that's what the movie is. Oh, that's supposed to be good. Yeah. It looks good. But Coach Stoops is kind of one of those guys as well that, like, How the movies he really likes, the players don't. And the, play, yeah. the movies the players really like, he, does, he just leaves halfway through. Yeah. So, I think it's going to be this big emotional speech tomorrow of, like, how good the movie was. And half the guys in the room are going to be like, I'm going to be honest, I fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking it could have been like a uh, a Toby Keith like you know documentary or something like that. He's a big Toby Keith guy, or is it Kenny Chesney? Which one is it? I'm just happy the video didn't contain a horse or a cow. Yeah. To be honest, seeing as Mississippi State coming up. Yeah, I was going to. Can you guys talk uh, about where you all stayed um, last time? Because I think it was like a Hampton yes, Inn, like I thirty minutes you, out. It's, it's, we stayed an hour and a half away, roughly from Starkville. Um, you do the whole hype video at the hotel. Everybody gets popped. Stoops may or may not throw a chair depending on the week. Yep. And then you get on a bus and you go for an hour and a half ride and everyone just, just loses it. momentum yeah. on the way there. Yeah. It was pretty terrible. And I, I think Stoops moving it much closer will be a huge advantage for the team's mental state going it's into actually, the game. It actually is. And like you, that, that, stuff shouldn't, that stuff shouldn't play a role um, if you know. But it really does. Like if you had to sit there for an hour and a half after you've been – you've gotten all the highs – of the pregame stuff, then you got all the hour and a half drive, then you try and get back up again. It's just tough to go through all those emotional yep. fluctuations. I think it's actually a really good move by him to move him closer. I wouldn't be surprised if that kind of if that changes the momentum of how this series has gone in the past at Mississippi State. It should you, change the line. Do you honestly. think they, it will change the momentum, Brent? I was going to say, we're going to get to my pick. Let me just say, the one time I went to Starkville, I figured out there's not a good hotel down there. I stayed at a, an America's Best Value Inn wow. about an hour away, came back with bed bugs. It was great. Obviously joking about the bed I bugs, wonder if they're going to stay there this year. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't bad. It actually wasn't bad. There's a lot of Ole Miss fans in there. It wasn't that bad, but you got bed bugs? What would you classify It was as a bad? joke. <laughs> it was a joke. A typical night in the Wayne Scott household. Um, so, my pick, um, Kentucky changing the momentum, like you said, Max. Yeah. Moving closer. Start Jiggling the momentum. Can I quickly what? interrupt <laughs> I just, what was I think I just lost my mouth for a little bit. Jiggling um, the momentum. Jiggling One more it. thing, Brent, before we get to your score. We always stall on my scores, by the way. This has just turned <laughs> just into kidding. a tradition. I'm we've stalled for 30 minutes. Go for it. Um, I think Kentucky wins big. Uh, the line throws me off. It does make me a little hesitant, but I'm going to go Kentucky 27, Mississippi State 13. A lot of two-touchdown scores in my predictions, but I think Kentucky's better, much better. I think we are too. I really do think we are better. It'll be interesting. I'm going down there to see it live, yep. so I will report live from the game. I'm sorry, by the way. We'll do it live. Please, please tweet. 
videos, do whatever you got to we'll do. do follow at Pennant Deep KSR yep. on Twitter to see all of Max's shenanigans. They're actually advertising the game downstairs at KS Bar. Hey, and make sure, speaking of KS Bar, that's probably our second favorite bar, to be honest, because we love Tin Roof. So make sure you get down to Tin Roof yep. on the Sunday after Tennessee. We'll be putting plenty of notifications out. We'll talk about it on our next show, but make sure you get down to Tin Roof. Absolutely. So tune in to the next show. Subscribe to this one. Be a friend, tell a friend. Hopefully we'll be doing it off of a win. Kentucky basketball is about to tip off. Um, you guys will be hearing this after a Kentucky win in basketball as well. But for Miles Butler, Max Duffy, I am Brent Wainscott. Thanks for listening. Thank Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.